Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And because of that, we needed to do a rolling convoy for about 15 miles. It was interesting. Yeah. So that's what it's like to live across the lake now, Greg. You're going to see that. Usually you expect it at fog time, but just, you know, arbitrarily in the middle of the afternoon, you don't really expect it. It was just my luck. Sunday through Wednesday, I was staying right here at the Marriott with with that perky thing. And I figured I was going to have this all figured out. But, of course, I didn't But there's no reason for it in the world. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, there'd be a rolling convoy? So this is not something that you have any control over. And that's just the way it is if you live on the North Shore. Certainly. Anyway, so Gregory works at Aquista Pace. Mm-hmm. And you know him from the show because he calls all the time. And he, uh, we're going to have a, a tasting. And I was thinking that we were going to do four, but we're only going to do two because your supplier is probably in the rolling convoy, <laughs> which, by the way, is over, thank God. So I don't know. We just did it for a little while, and then there it was. All right. So, today- But I think that these um, examples are going to be good on, okay. on their own because George DeBuff by far is the uh, biggest This is seller. George DeBuff right yeah. here. Yeah. George DeBuff. You it's can the recognize Nouveau. his bottle. And this is the Louis Jandot, which is made all the time. And uh, there are... The only real difference is most of these guys, um, well, Louis Gido, they're small farmers. And what they do, that's the whole thing. They try to rush to get to um, to the uh, winery. They're independent farmers that will bring, it goes back hundreds of years. So it's like a co-op kind of thing. It certainly is. Okay. And it was a race to get out the freshest fruit of the year. And um, what's really good about the Beaujolais Nouveau, I mean, drink it right away. You okay, know, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. I'm just going to ask you questions. Sure, you ask me the questions. I know that I love Beaujolais Nouveau. (laughs) Because there's Beaujolais and Beaujolais Nouveau, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're just talking about Beaujolais Nouveau, which is the first first harvest. First harvest. So explain, first of all, uh, what Beaujolais Nouveau is. Second, why it's such a phenom and how long that goes back. Gee whiz. It would have to go back to the Middle Ages. Um, the Gamay grape is an ancient grape. It was brought to France by the Romans. I do know that. And they used to use it to make a fish sauce that they called Garmin or ga- whatever. Probably Gamay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so the name uh-huh. comes. That's as far back as my knowledge goes. All I know is it comes from a region in between the Cote de Rhone and Burgundy. Um, the um, the, the uh, grape almost is as bright red like a cranberry, but it's a little bit bigger. Um it it, it 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 in different regions it will taste a whole uh, uh, remarkably different I should say mm-hmm. um, depending but when they, on the terroir okay so but depending on the terroir okay so this Louis Jadot um, is you said a co-op so then it would be coming from different regions no right? actually just the opposite oh George Buff yes. Okay. Yes. Now, he has the winery, and they, all the farmers rush to go to his winery to get okay. their b- grapes pressed and get them And, and where's the winery? Well, it's right outside of a little place called, uh, golly, what is it? 
Um, I'm kind of nervous right now. I know, Bradley, I like, which is weird because you call the show every single day. So well, I'm not, <laughs> you've been on the radio. On the, I mean, it's like you've never. Maybe been I should have brought some bourbon instead and loosened I, up. I actually, <laughs> actually, I, I like may. This. I I've had such a 12 hours. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, I spent actually a lot of time on the causeway in the last 12 hours. So. Um, I, I, I may drink both of these bottles. Okay, so you I'm going to taste, I'm gonna taste the first one. Okay. Okay, now that is the Nouveau. Well, aren't they both Nouveau? No. Oh, so you have a Beaujolais and a Beaujolais I wanted Nouveau. to bring three examples of Beaujolais Nouveau. Yeah. And okay, then, so but I couldn't get the other two, but I did bring the one that's available year-round, the Beaujolais Village. But you see, even then, it's only a year old. Um, it's the best young. That's, I wanted to get, there's a, that's the Beaujolais Village. There's a remarkable difference, actually. Can you tell? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Let me just. Oh, would take a sip of water. Clean your palate. Okay. Let's see. One's more like Kool-Aid. <laughs> see, that's why I like it. Well, I you, love Beaujolais Nouveau. I was kind of wishing, um, you know, that I could. Well, one of my favorite things at Thanksgiving is how drinkable that is, especially to yeah. people that don't even know red wine. And you wouldn't believe. That's the thing about Beaujolais Nouveau mm-hmm. and to begin with. It's. Mm-hmm. It's, it's approachable. It's, it's really good for people who don't drink wine. And and even if you don't drink wine, you'll probably like because like grape juice. It's like yeah, grape juice. It's a, it's it's a sophisticated grape yeah, juice. Yeah, it's a little it's just a little bit more acidic than grape juice and it's it's And good. it's and it's not unusual to have that chilled a little bit in between 45 to 65 degrees, believe it or not. And it's really delicious that way. Usually I'll put it I didn't have my little ice um, chest this time. I just had my wine bag. But um, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't believe how well this goes with Tom's root beer uh, crusted ham. Uh, well, I think I've it probably it. goes really well with everything. <laughs> it goes well with the dry turkey. Okay, so why dry. so why is the Beaujolais Nouveau day of release such a celebrated thing? And why is it on a specific day every year? As far as I can um, research, it's because it is the first time that these grapes come to maturity, and they're they're very young, and um, the f- you know they've been through the long summer season waiting for the grapes to mature, and these farmers couldn't wait to make a little money off of it too. You know, I mean, they wanted some for their own ho- homes, I'm yeah, sure, and their uh-huh. and their chateaus, but um, I think. It's just a. It's it's certainly a. It's a French thing for sure. I mean, you know, they would usually slaughter a big pig and then have the the uh, the uh, first grape of the season. I, I've 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 done some studies on it, and it's it really goes back to medieval times. It really does. I mean, it's a long, long. Yeah, time. everything goes back to medieval Why, times. Sure. Okay, so the uh, Georges de Buff, everyone knows. Mm-hmm. What are the other Beaujolais Nouveaus that uh, are very very got, popular? You've got. Uh, 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 Louis Latour. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Les Jardins, the little mm-hmm. garden. You have those are the two other ones I was supposed to bring today. There's about a dozen or others. Are there a dozen? Because I, yeah. I mm-hmm. is that a new thing that there are a dozen? Because I remember I when I more, first started hanging out with that, Tom was like maybe three. I think more are making it to the American market because it's because it's become so popular and more remarkably n- not in most of the United States but mostly in the south um this is a big uh, uh it's a big deal yeah it's a big deal in now, the southern united states it really is especially new orleans i mean it's a very big deal in new orleans <laughs> is is it this way around the country is Beaujolais a big deal Beaujolais not so much in the northeast i mean i i 
believe me, they sell it and they do drink it. But it seems to be more popular in the South than in the West, even in Southern California. Uh, well, not, we're not so. so sophisticated, so maybe that's it. It's for people who are not all that sophisticated. I don't think that has anything to do with it. <laughs> but, but it's just easy to drink. It is. Well, it is. <laughs> and it's but cheap. I mean, it's not is two buck how chuck. Much, how much is? How, do they still have two buck chuck? Is, yeah, is two can, buck chuck still out there? All you gotta is do is go to Joe's? Trader Joe's. Okay, so they have. All right. Some so, of that stuff is pretty good, actually. Trader oh. Joe's stuff is good. I love Trader Joe's. I love everything about that I know, store. I know. I'm Especially addicted. Their chocolate. Okay. So eight ninety nine. Okay. And roughly about fifteen dollars for the Beaujolais Village, and that's usually available year round. Um, okay. And there are other ma- other makers like you know, um, I, like I said, Louis Latour is a is another great maker. I just didn't. I didn't okay. have an example of it. Okay, so the Beaujolais Nouveau is out today, and how long does the frenzy usually last? Is it gone by Thanksgiving? New Year's. Oh, really? So New people Year's. drink Beaujolais mm-hmm. uh, Nouveau all the way to New Year's? Sure, because you're always doing those big casseroles, heavy casseroles, and there's a turkey at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it really is truly a holiday wine in the United States. It is. Okay. Now, do they have a big celebration about this in France they also? Do. They do. They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the rest of Europe? Is it also popular there, or is it just sort Not of a so Fran- Franco-American thing? Definitely definitely. And, and why France. do you suppose it came here in such a big way? Because a lot of very, very wise wine merchants wanted to sell all this juice that they were making. There's, there's a lot of it. You uh-huh. know? So, um, you know, it was a lot of marketing. Is it like an it easy, like, great... It was an approachable wine, too. Let's go back to that. Well, yeah, they, it's incredibly approachable. They wanted to get American palates used to uh, French wines, uh-huh. especially from the Burgundy, the Cote de region, which this is right in the middle of. Uh-huh. So uh, it made perfect sense. It was a great marketing uh, idea. Uh-huh. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I think that um, I think it's a really delicious wine. I wish that uh, I, I don't remember the other ones that I've tried. I know that I've had Georges de Buff several times. It's by far the. M- Is it your favorite? It's, Is it most yeah, people's I, favorite? I would say it's. It's the most it's, well known for sure. It's most consistent and uh, it's definitely the largest uh, largest uh, stash of it. Yeah. We have yes. the largest stash mm-hmm. here. George Buff. Is, the other. Okay. The other parts, I mean, excuse me, the other wineries tend to make not as many cases as Georges de Buff. I mean, it's like they get it all and they get it out there fast. Uh-huh. So. Is there ever a time when you can't get it, like because it's become so popular and there's like a run on the bank, the run on the Beaujolais, and then it just that only depends it, it on, ends early? No, not really. No, but but what what has happened, and sometimes this has happened in in, in years past. Um, other retailers will buy everything up, and, and some of the other retailers only get a little bit uh, mm-hmm. of an allotment. They, it's called an allotment, uh-huh. and it really depends on how much you want to buy in. Um, but I mean, you can get this at Rouse's, you know, Durignac's, Crystal Paces, all the fine stores. I mean, Conseco's, Langenstein's, they all have it. They yeah. all have it, and well, they have. They're going to have at least three. Different Choices. labels. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, what is the most obscure Beaujolais Nouveau that you that you know of? Well, it's well, it's not important. It's it's not imported here for one thing, and it's uh, oh really? Okay. It's uh, it's, it, it's called uh, like a rouge rouge cassique rouge, rouge red something whatever my French is uh huh secret red secret 
Okay, so it's a secret, and it's, it's not important, so they can keep nah. it a secret. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, Sorry. and we will be right back with Greg and Gregory. 260 if you would like to talk to Gregory on this end of the line. You get to talk to Gregory now. We'll be back. I'm All right, we are back, and Greg, I have Greg and Gregory together, so I can conjugate them at the same time. Hello, Greg. Let's uh, have you on with Gregory. Do you have a question about Good Beaujolais DeVoe? Hi. Hey, Marianne. Hey, Gregory. How are you guys? Oh, it's a pleasure to hear from you. Fine. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, uh, I'm going to talk about pronunciation. So let me ask you, I've always wanted to know, is it Moet or Moet? Moet. It's Moet for sure. It's very English to say Moet. Moet's very British because they were buying most of it. That's how that came about. (laughs) It's Moet Chandon. Moet Chandon. Chandon. Don't say Moet. Okay. I've heard both, and this was at a nice uh, restaurant in New York City, and someone said Moet, and I'm like, I don't know about that. So. Yeah, okay. the, yeah, the British are very, uh, yeah, they kind of put their own label on a lot of champagne. If it, if it hadn't been for, uh, not to interrupt, but if it hadn't been for the British, champagne wouldn't have been as famous as it is. I mean, they call it Chompers over there, of all things, which yeah. I never got my head around that one. But anyway. And I wanted to ask, uh, Gregory, do you care for a Freshenet? Freshenet? Yeah, from Spain? Or That's Freshenet a cava. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like very it. accessible. Very accessible, yeah. and everybody loves that black bottle and that gold, uh, you know, lettering. I, I mean, it's just a terrific wine, easy to drink and very, very inexpensive. So it's fresh. Is, is it Frexinet or Freshenay? Freshenay, Fleasenay. I've heard it pronounced four different ways. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing with champagne because you you don't want to look, you know. Well, it's not champagne. Uh, not, it's nothing. cava. So let's or get cava. one. Yeah. yeah, it's cava. It comes from Spain. It, champagne must come from Champagne. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, then it would be sparkling wine, correct? Right. Anything outside of the Champagne region would just be a sparkling wine. But the Spanish are very good about their um, appellations, too. Cava comes from a specific yeah. region. And it's just like the Italians up in northern Italy. They have their Prosecco. Right, and yeah. And their Asti and their Spumantes. But that's what you would call it. You call it by its name rather than just a sparkling wine, right? That's that's a good rule of thumb. You call it Cava. Yeah. You call it Prosecco. Mm-hmm. You call it sparkling wine if it's Californian. Right. Yeah. And uh, last thing for you, Gregory, I know you like a lot of wine, too. Do you like Amarones from Italy? Absolutely. The little ears. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was just talking about Amarone just last night. The little night. ears. We were talking to a couple about... Talk about an ancient uh, wine. Hmm. A, a, well, we were talking about um, a, a trip to Italy, and I said that the last time that we were in Venice, which was in April... And I, I've told the story before, but if you didn't hear it, if you did hear it, it's a fun story. And if you didn't, then it's an interesting story. But um, we were we were leaving the hotel, and we passed in St. Mark's Square. We were going to dinner, and, and we passed this couple who were dressed like they were going to a lavish ball. She had a ball gown. He had a tuxedo. And I thought, oh, gosh, I wonder what a gala in Venice is like. And I wish I could go. And so we turn up at this restaurant, and they're sitting two tables away. They were literally dressed like that to go to dinner. And (laughs) Yeah, and they were sitting two tables away, and they were American, clearly. And so I struck up a conversation. They were from Florida. And the reason they were there is that they come to Venice, or they go to Venice, whenever... Their wine cellar is empty from Amarone because their Amarone oh. 
they are obsessed with Amarone. And so whenever the wine cellar is empty, they come to Venice, they spend two weeks at Daniele, and then they they go around to, um, uh, not, not, is it not Genoa? It's, I keep wanting to say Genoa, but it's really, uh, <laughs> it's not Padua. No, Where's I'm... Juliet from? Where's Juliet from? Oh, she was from Verona. Verona. Ver Verona. So, so they go to Verona, Genoa. which is not very far away, and then they, they travel all around the wineries around, uh, the, the Amarone wineries around Verona, and they stock it up and then ship it back to Florida and then go home and drink their big fat glasses of Amarone. And I just oh, sat wow. there thinking about that, and I just <laughs> thought, I'm wow, a, that must be nice. I huh? should have such a life. That must be nice. And they, this is like several times a year. But Greg, and they that, went through a couple it, of bottles of Amarone while we were sitting there. Go ahead, yeah, what? Well, I was just going to say, that is an ancient wine. Um, it, that goes back to Roman times. Um, and, you know, it's called the Little Ears. It, there's a very fascinating way how they make that stuff. It's what is amazing. it? Well, what they do is they, um, they grab the bunches, and they'll trim the bunches in the middle, to concentrate the grapes on the outside of the bunch, and that's why it's called the little ears. Uh huh. And uh, it really, it it just gives it an amazing flavor. But it's very, very, it's um, it's not very. It's a costly. big wine, isn't it? It's a big, big, bold, big wine. Bold yeah. Wine, but and you right. drink it in a big bowl of a glass, don't you? And you, you? can, yes, it's a big. Well, bola. that's what they were drinking. Right. Big they, bowl absolutely. glasses yeah. of it. That's yeah. actually known as a bola. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. What's Valpicella? Uh, well, that's 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 a region of Italy, and it's made from San Giovese. Valpiacella. So it's not yes. Amarone. It's something no, no. else. Okay. No, no, no. But a lot of grapes. Well, it's the Italians. It's kind of no. It's San Giovese grapes. I can tell you that much. Mm -hmm. The Amarone is, but mm -hmm. it's 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 the way it's harvested and let to dry in the sun right before they harvest it that concentrates those flavors. It's it's just it's just an ancient okay. technique, and I um, love Amarone too. <laughs> okay, well I have to I have to try it. They did not offer us a glass, but uh, yeah, some but, people could be. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's actually approachable. I mean, uh huh. Is it okay, thirty five bucks? Like it? I mean, maybe. if I'm like a if I'm a Beaujolais Nouveau girl, I would like. Amarone. Uh, well, hold on. That, now, that's a stretch. That's from one spectrum. Yeah, because I was about to say, spectrum. I'm not really into the really, really. Although I have to, I, I do These are say chewy. that I do. They're chewy? They're, well, that's a that's an expression when you taste really? it. Really? It's chewy, but it's chewy in a good way. It coats your palate, and uh, uh -huh. it's unctuous. I mean, I mean oh, unctuous. really? Unctuous. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna Velvety have to, ribbons of, I'm going to have to try you know, it. Passionate redness. Uh, well, that's that's <laughs> kind of like, you know what? It, it, that wine, based on the, your description, would sort Sort of be a perfect fit for these people. <clears throat> I was watching them at dinner and I was thinking, you know what? They're the cutest couple. They're like in their 60s. Mm. They're the cutest couple in here. And there were a lot of romantic couples there. And I thought Tom mm. and I were not among them, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so, TMI. Yeah. So, so uh, it was really kind of interesting to watch. And I'll bet you uh, they have an interesting life in Florida. Anyway, that is Did you have another question for him, Greg? No, I'm good to go. Great show, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you for calling, Greg. It's nice to hear from you Thanks. too. Bye. Okay, so back to the big day, Beaujolais Nouveau. So if I if I wanted to go and get a different kind of Beaujolais, if I've had Georges de Buff a lot of times, and I wanted to try something different, what would you recommend that I do? You still want to get a Beaujolais? Yeah, no, Beaujolais Nouveau, because that's the oh, big yeah. day today. Well, is I would Beaujolais go with Nouveau the Louis. Day. We can talk about all the other stuff right. later. I, I would go with Louis Latour. 
Louis Latour. Yes. Okay. That, that Because they don't make as much as George DeBoeuf does, but what they do make is just sensational, and uh, it's very approachable. And, and and same it, price, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, are, are these, is, is $8.99 like the high end of the Beaujolais or the low end of the Beaujolais? It used to be a little cheaper. That's about normal now, about 9 bucks, 9 bucks a bottle. And, that, and they're all in that price range? No. Okay, um, so what are some of the other ones? Some of them might be 11 bucks. Oh, so products. then those would be sort of higher end Beaujolais Nouveau's. No, it just depends on what the um, what the winery wants to put on it and the importer, I suppose. Uh huh. Because Does, but all... doesn't necessarily price doesn't is not necessarily commensurate with goodness. No, that really? stuff is so young; it has to be drunk very early and. I've never had a bad glass of it. Yeah, when it's, when I agree. I think it's so. really delicious wine. Okay, so how long would you say if you get, you're having your Thanksgiving feast and everybody that comes uh, is bringing you a host gift of Beaujolais Nouveau and you just can't drink it all, how long does it last? Like I said, it'll last past the New Year, it, almost to Mardi Gras because I've made... But it won't um, last past that? Like it's only worth a few months? Yeah, it can Could get, you drink last year's Beaujolais Nouveau if you had some? Um, I've actually done that, and yes, it's possible. And you possible. can? Okay, yeah. okay. But it's not something, it's not something you want to do. You want to you enjoy it right away. And because, I mean, I guess you could lay it down for another year, I, but I wouldn't do but that. But why would you? Okay. Why would you? All right, 2606368. Nouveau, it means new. Is the, right, is the number. Uh, Gregory Brown, who you have heard so many times on this Hello. show. Uh, works for Quistapace. He used to work for Dorgnax. Now he works for Quistapace in the wine department. And I asked him to come in with some Beaujolais Nouveaux today because it's the day for Beaujolais Nouveaux. So if you have a question about that or any other wine or champagne even, Bonjour. give us a call. 260-6368. You are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Off, off, and, off and on. We are back. Uh, Gregory Brown is in the studio with me. Uh, I'm Marianne me. by myself going solo today. Tom has headed off to Manresa for his annual trek there. And uh, so I will be in the studio solo for the next, uh, for today and tomorrow. And Gregory Brown is sitting here with me, so I'm not totally solo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are talking about Beaujolais Nouveau. Uh, he told me that. Allie talked about Beaujolais Nouveau last week, so I hope it's not too redundant, but I do love Beaujolais Nouveau, and I did want to talk about it a little bit since today is the day, the official day for Beaujolais Nouveau. So uh, I'm now past Georges de Buff. Okay. And you said I should get Louis Jad- Louis Latour. Louis Latour. You know what? You, oh, wait. I forgot all about this, and this is something I always had. Always attend at the Degas House and at Cafe Degas. There, there's a big event yeah. there tonight. Are yes. you going to that, Gregory? No, I can't make that. But I, I just want to tell your listeners because it's very important if they want to have some fun. And I don't, it's it's not that big. You know. It's eighty dollars yeah. at the door, right? And it's Cafe Night Cafe Degas. It is the Degas House, house tonight at six thirty to ten. They're having a big Beaujolais Nouveau party. They have uh, all, of course, the wines, and then there will be. This is a big fundraiser for the French American uh, Chamber of Commerce Commerce. Gulf Coast chapter, which we've heard a lot about lately because they did the Feta Fromage last weekend, and they did. uh, They've got a couple of events coming up, but tonight is their big annual fundraiser, and I think it's their biggest. Of the year. So if you are in the mood for some delicious, approachable kind of wine drinking, it's at the Degas House 
on Esplanade. And it is 6.30 this evening, $80 at the door. There is food from Maurice's French Pastries and Café de Gas, Crepes a la Carte, Café Noma. Uh, I'm going just from memory here. You got uh, about all but, but a couple, a couple more of them as well. And uh, you should go over and see them if you would like to taste all the Beaujolais at one time. I have been to that event many times, and it is is worth checking out at least once. I can tell you the that the Dega House is an interesting place. I remember when they first sure. got started. Yeah, that was a pretty good. That was a that was a terrific uh, idea. And my it, niece had her wedding reception there. No, oh, wonderful. It was. I've been to a few receptions. Yeah, myself, it was. Yeah. It, I thought it was sort of an interesting choice, but um, I mean, it was sort of an interesting wedding in general. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, so I've been to a lot of them in New Orleans. Interesting weddings. There. Okay, so name the Beaujolais Nouveaux again. How many are there? Oh, gee whiz! You said thirteen or so that are available in the United States. Are there are there in, new well, ones that have come onto the market? Because thirty years ago, when I first started hanging around with Tom, there were only maybe three that I could remember. About thirty years ago. <clears throat> I wasn't as experienced as I'm in now. Mm -hmm. But I do know that this was available year-round, the Beaujolais Village. The Beaujolais Nouveau would hardly ever make it to the States, but somehow it became a big phenomenon. Well, it was a big phenomenon it was back a, then, so that was 30 years ago. It was Wildman and Sons. It. It, was a, it was a distributor, um, uh, Wildman, um, one of the best uh, wine importers. Uh, uh, Around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he... He, uh, I'm really, starting to finish his sentences now, too. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. But he um, really got America on this kick of this new wine. It's such a big thing in France. And uh, let's not enjoy it in a city like New Orleans. And, you know. Well, it's such a natural. I mean, if you can't enjoy something French in New Orleans, then. then you, had you, Mr., um, you had Mr. David Martin, who yes. um, would bring in the Louis Latour. He was the first importer of all the great Chablis and Beaujolais. Actually, Beaujolais, too. I mean, he's kind of, well, he's long gone, but uh, Cedric's is that, still is that doing Cedric's a Is that Cedric's father? Yes, yeah, Cedric's David, father. Okay. David. Yeah, yeah, Cedric Old is still devil. very involved. Let's go to Alan. Alan, I haven't heard from you in a while, Alan. Alan in Seattle. Alan in Seattle, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Hi, both of you. Hello. Hi. Do you have um, Beaujolais Nouveau there? Say that again? Do you have Beaujolais Nouveau there? Oh, do we in Washington State? Yes, indeed. Okay. But I do uh, agree with Gregory. Um, the Louis Latour uh -huh. is uh, that's a favorite. Okay. Definitely at, at top of my I was list. Supposed Gregory to have that did today. not bring it, so I will not <laughs> be able to taste it until I go somewhere I, and get some. There was a little quirk in my transportation today, and I didn't get to be able to pick it up from my supplier. But I'm going to definitely drop off a bottle for Marianne and Tom so they can enjoy it. All right, so Louis. Oh, they're going to love it. Louis, um, Louis Latour is your quickly. favorite. What else? Well, I was going to say that I, I, my wife and I were married at uh, KFC. Uh, oh, the, yeah? Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Now, we had a reception, though, at dinner at um, Muriel's. Oh, that's and, interesting. Beat that. And, you know, you know uh, and this was in 2000, and, oh, I should know this. Oh, my gosh. You should uh, know it. We won't tell oh, anyone. Yes. I hope well, your wife was, doesn't you know, listen. I won't tell Muriel. <laughs> it, was, it was six months before uh, Hurricane um, oh, Katrina. Oh, okay. So 2005. So, yes, exactly. Okay. And it was Tom... Who recommended Muriel's? Because yeah, um, yeah, he loves Muriel's. You know, He's good friends with the chef. I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, typically, I think the uh, the, you know, the 
the, the woman, I guess you could say, is, is the one that makes the arrangements and Denise, plans. Is it Denise? Uh, Probably. What's that? Wait, Denise yeah. is his wife. So you've been calling Tom all those years? Oh, even before 2005. No kidding. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, probably, you know, I met Tom when I was waiting, waiting tables at um, Alex Tattoos. Oh, when gosh, he had a, there's a name. <laughs> we can do a show just on where is Alex Patu. We can do an Alex Patu <laughs> show all by itself. Anyway, His joint on Bourbon Street was terrific. It was. It was good. It was. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this was back when he was uh, uh, branched out of uh, a motel, I guess you can call it, the one by Lee Circle. Maybe it's still there. I'm not sure. But anyways. Uh, Which one was that? It was, um, it, it was called the, uh, it, it was called Le Cirque, and then it was, co- now it's called the Hotel Maldem. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Alex Patu was oh. at Le Cirque? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. He got okay. around, boy. I'll say that for him. All right. Go ahead, Alan. Oh, so Gregory. Yes. Um, let me ask you something. I think I was listening one day, and you said you worked at um, uh, Stephen and Martin's. No, 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 no. It was he my favorite. Go there. Love to go there. There in forty-one, forty-one. I was working at Rubenstein Brothers. <laughs> I did more business oh. there than I did on the sales floor on Canal and St. Charles. <laughs> that's it, and that's what rang the bell. I was like, "Well, goodness gracious!" Yeah. I worked at uh, lovely no, people. 41, but Bingo but Star, also, Bingo Star, my favorite chef. Bingo, Bingo yeah. Star lives now in Australia. You know? I, yeah, yeah. I, I just well, just moved to Australia. Go ahead. What? I took a break from waiting tables back in, I want to say, 81 or 82. And I worked at Rubenstein Brothers for maybe a year or so for David and his brother. Andre? Um, yeah. you, mm-hmm. Yes, Andre. Uh, were you on the, uh, the top floor, the, the, the fancy clothes? Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, I wanted to be in the Madison shop, but you had to be really good. I was still a youngster. So I started out in men's furnishings and got the sell on the bottom floor. But then they opened up a brand new store at Lakeside Shopping Center, and then I could sell everything. <laughs> so, Only in New Orleans oh. could you have a conversation like this. Well, the Madison shop, you had to be the snootiest, best and best. And I was only 18, 19 years old at the time. I was still in college, for crying out loud. So. Um, I, well, but I was wearing thousand dollar suits. I got to tell you, that was pretty nice. But you were in college <laughs> and wearing thousand dollar suits. You had to. Now you would be laughed at if you were in college and wearing thousand dollar suits. <laughs> it was the eighties, Marianne. Yeah, I know. I know. It was a different time back then. Anyway, oh, Gregory, it was, it Hugo was Boss and Armani was. suits. Oh, come on now. Yeah, yeah. It I like was, Hugo it, Boss. You, you had call parties. It was kind of like um, you know when you have a, a, a waiter that you know. Sure. Um, that was a, the situation on the second floor. Everybody went to, I can't remember the guys' names, but yeah. uh, I just got uh, whatever. When they were really, really busy. I remember uh, they, all their names. They, I remember. Yeah, they, but, but so when they were too busy to, to attend to all their customers, they, they told me. Kind of like throwing me a, a bite, you know. Ellen, your connection is getting worse and worse by the second. <laughs> you must be in oh, the closet. No, Ellen no, likes no, to hide no, from no. his students when he's when he's calling us. No. All right. Anyway, I, I, I just thought I'd go in and say hi to you both. Um, I did call when um, the Cookie Oyster. Right, yeah. Had, uh-huh. I did. Oyster shortage, terrible. Greg, Gregory <laughs> loves the kooky oyster broad, yes. I do love right. her, so. He, he's oh he's sort of responsible for her name, so it's kind of like he's her manager now. If she's listening. <laughs> she's probably listening. Kyle Hello. Kyle is a very lucky guy. He is. He is. All right. Well, I, 
I did get a call in to her when she did the issue on Wednesday. And also yeah, that was nice. I, I was listening, too, yeah. All right, Alan, uh, I can barely understand you now. <laughs> oh, shucks. Okay. All right. Great talking to you both. All right, Come bye. to New Orleans soon. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking Beaujolais Nouveau with Gregory. With just two examples, who usually calls in, but Gregory is sitting across from me now, and I'm he across from he, he brought two bottles of wine. I had this image that I was going to get drunk this afternoon, which I really kind of need to. You know what it's like. But happening. well, I don't want to drink the same one, so I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go out and investigate this on my own. Mm-hmm. But um, he was talking about the the Cafe Dega, uh, not Cafe, but the Dega house. house. My niece's wedding was actually at the City Park Carousel. And then the reception at the Dagos house. So I don't know. Maybe there must be some people who actually get married at the Dagos house and have a reception there. That would seem to be a... Could be. I had An friends. easier way to do it, for sure. One of the most unusual receptions I went to at the Dega House, this is a true story, they got married at, at, at the church where Cabrini High School is on yeah. Esplanade, yeah. and we second-lined from the church uh, all the way down to the Dega. That's a pretty good huh? How long was that? Like a half a mile <laughs> had to be or more? A, I think it was a mile. Yeah, it was probably, wow. Okay, but, well, how it was in the summertime? <laughs> it was in the spring, but it uh-huh. wasn't too hot. Okay, too hot. wow. Boy. Okay, that's interesting. All right, 260 is the number. So, Gregory, tell us while you're here about a couple of your favorite champagnes. We're not going to taste them because they're not here. But no, they're not us, here. Well, that's for us. another Thursday, correct? Okay. Remember? Okay. Because so, the holidays are coming on, and we mustn't forget about bubbly. Yeah. All right. So give us a little, little preview of what we're going to talk about or drink. I'm going to bring a great flight of champagnes because I have a good seller. Don't have a whole, whole lot of Beaujolais, obviously, but it, yeah. but I have a good seller of sparklers. And uh, um, well, my favorite right now, I like them so much. Well, I like Nicholas Fouillat. I think we had Krug last night. I love Krug. I love Paul Roger. Uh, but you know, you don't have to spend hundred and two hundred dollars on a bottle of real French champagne. I mean. Mm-hmm. The bottles I'm talking about that I'll bring about are 35 maybe $40 at the max, mm-hmm. and, and they're very accessible. Um, but they're so delicious, you know, and just... Uh, it's What's your favorite sp- uh, expensive champagne? Oh, it had to be Paul Roger, Cuvée Churchill. You told me about that, mm-hmm. Churchill. Okay, and your favorite accessible champagne? Nicholas Fouillat, Nicky F, by far. Okay. They serve it at the Hermes Bar at Antoine's with their oysters, foch, poor boy. Nothing goes better with that. Uh huh. <laughs> so you go to Hermes Bar and you get. Uh, and they sell it by oys- the glass. Oysters, foch, poor boy. And sure. what and is it? Nikki F. Nicholas Fouillat. So if you say Nikki F., you're going to look like you really know what you're talking about. It's the hottest champagne me- in New York and L.A. You could, Nikki maybe F? you should ask your son about that. Nikki F. My son doesn't have time to drink champagne. Okay. He's too busy. Well, he's in he's, L.A. That's all I He's meant. too busy with kids, so he doesn't have time for all that stuff. It's the youngest champagne house in all of France, too, by the way, which is remarkable. Nikki F. is? Uh-huh. Nicholas Foyat. It's, okay. It was founded in 1921 on a, just about 80 hectares, and they really just... Wait, really the youngest one is 1921? Yep. Wow. It's, so the, old, it's the youngest champagne house as opposed wow. to the older, like Veuve Clicquot and, of course, uh, Perrier. We'll go back to what, the 16 or 1700s? Oh, they, no. Well, champagne wasn't really in the late 1700s, early 1800s. Uh-huh. But um, they were trying to get rid of the bubbles. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, that was the problem. Well, the way to get rid of the bubbles is to leave a champagne for a long time corked. Because now we it's have. It's going to taste nasty. We, no, so I was about to say. We have half a <laughs> bottle that's still corked that we're going to have to taste. Maybe we'll taste it on the air. Let's go to Jim the Gourmet Quantum Mechanic. Ooh, I never heard of one of those. Oh, you must not have been listening Hello. the other day. Hey. How are you talking about Boujolet? Um, we are. I have a good friend who lives in Paris. Oh, how nice. I hope you go and, visit. Uh, they they have a place he calls the Manchon on uh, Port Revere. And Port Revere is ah, I know where that is. is. A name that's that's where the barrels of Boujolet used to be shipped up to Paris. Down the river. Uh-huh. But right. they own they also own a vineyard in Julianas. And uh it just so happened that uh I for years and years and years still I had a meeting in, in uh London every October. Mm. So my wife and I would, would go over, take the uh the channel mm-hmm. and spend a couple of days in Paris and then we take the T G V to Macon La Rouge and drive to their house in Port Revere. And it was during the harvest time and, and obviously he knew a lot of the people around there. I know most people know that there's very few wineries in Beaujolais. That's right, that's why they all you have you have co ops and those co ops sell the grapes to the Louis Latours and others. Right. Mm-hmm. But there were a few f- small ones that we would stop at and and drink some uh, great wine. But what he used to do is he would take the first pressing of the of the grapes, and he would literally Indeed. put them in plastic gallon jugs, and they would ferment. And when we'd get back to Paris, they had a slight fizz in them, mm-hmm. and and uh, and it was uh, and coal, and they'd have a party celebrating the harvest. That is absolutely but it was true. really something unique because it wouldn't last long, uh, and uh, it had a fizz, very fruity, somewhat sweetness because of the uh, still it had not fermented completely. So yeah, the, and we used to bicycle when we when we got there, just bicycle through the region and stop at the friends that he knew that uh, that had vineyards. So yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful place, and uh, in October, and it's it just. It's just a neat place to visit. I love Jim. watching the horse carts race all the wines to the different wineries. I'm sure you witnessed that too, and that's yeah. that, that's that's that natural yeast in the air when they and they would fill them up fill them up in crocks or in plastic bottles, just like you said, and they were delicious. I'm sorry, they were delicious. So. Jim, yes. I, can I can I put you on hold and you give sure. Philippe's contact info t- to Doug? <laughs> I want to go on your next trip. <laughs> Yeah. Are you still doing it, or is it something in the past that you just did? That is fun. No, in fact, I I I was in London in November. As I said, I have meetings there every year in October or November. Uh huh. And uh, love that channel. I I just couldn't get there. So. Oh, that's too bad. Well, London's pretty darn good too. You know. It's it's a wonderful experience to. Yeah. And I've been to the harvest in Napa. Uh, and uh, whatever, but uh, that's just something about it different than in the way they do it in in Beaujolais. So totally okay, agree, Jim. Uh, I have a question to ask you. Um, yes, you are still you are still married to this woman, right? 
Yes. Okay. Okay. No, I'm I'm asking that for. I hope so. It'll only it'll only be fifty seven years in May. Oh wow! Terrific. Fantastic. No, I was just thinking that you might be this guy that my daughter knows who actually <laughs> is. Um, it's a long story, but I, I, I was thinking that you, you could possibly be him. But anyway. All right. Well, very interesting call. And you should uh, you should call us and report on these trips from time to time. Um, what do yeah. you when you're in London? How long do you stay there? That's my favorite city. Oh, eight to 12 days. Uh, I was just there two weeks ago and I have my favorite restaurants there. So uh, I'd love to I'd love to hear about them. What's your favorite favorite? Oh, I like Le Caprice, which is uh, right off of Piccadilly behind the Ritz Hotel. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, it's 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 very, very good. There's a great Thai restaurant right around Trafalgar Square called Thai Square. Uh, and it's it, it's 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 really good. And I stay ever... at the St. Ermans. I stay at the St. Ermans Hotel. I know that hotel. Uh, which is right. Yes. Yeah, and uh, there's a uh, on Victoria Street. There's a very simple Italian restaurant called Colossus, mm-hmm. which is really really good. And then there's a great seafood restaurant uh, called Milos. And okay. they've a number of them around uh but it, the seafood there is is extraordinary. So yeah, and there's some other ones uh, have, that Have you been to the one in St. James? Uh, have you been to one in St. James that's 275 years old whose name I can't think of right this second? It's oh, it's uh, right it's, behind It's called uh, It's on yeah, German exactly Street. It's on it German is. Street. Yeah. Um yeah, Have you I been there? I can't remember it. Have you been there? The I've Wilton's. Been to it, it's but called I just Wilton's. Can't the name. It's Wilton's. Yeah. That's the name of it. Have you been there? Yes. Is it good? Uh, it's good. It, it's, it's good enough. It's sort of traditional. Uh-huh. Uh, traditional. You got. Yeah, but there's a lot of British food there. Yeah. And people uh-huh. think British food is bad, but that's not really. Not oh, true. that's not yeah. true. Yeah. Oh. No, that's a very glamorous place. All right. Thank you, Jim. Call again. That's a very interesting. Uh, you you have you have them. lots of good stories. I want to hear them. All right. Okay, I right, will. Take I've care. been listening to y'all for years and years and years. So. All right. Well, Me too. come on in. Get in the get in the okay. loop. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. All right. I'm not going to give the phone number because Gregory is going to head out now, and I will be back Bye. all by my lonesome. So uh, give me a call then. Two six zero six three six eight is the number, and uh, <laughs> I am in by myself. The wife in by myself today. Tom is on his way to his annual get his head on straight. You know, my to father's Manresa. there right now too. That's oh, is funny. he really? Yeah, at Manresa. Uh, wait, is this his? Is this his week? This is his okay. week as well. All right, this, you're listening. This, this was a gift. That music means I'm going away. We'll be back after the top of the hour news. That's your gift. That's my gift? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.